0: is after buzz tv for boardwalk empire we'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest boardwalk empire news and gossip if you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show you can buzz us at 424-256-1729 that's 424-256-1729 and now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues. It's After Buzz TV for Boardwalk Empire.
1: Hello, Boardwalk Empire fans.
0: Hello, fans.
1: We are season two, episode four, What Does the Bee Do? I'm Kevin Undergar, along with
2: Tamara Berg. Hey Ta- everybody. Tamara, what is uh
1: What does the bee do? I'm a little lost with that.
2: Well, it was the nursery rhyme that Margaret's child was doing in the arboretum in the opening. She was talking about the she was doing a little nursery rhyme. Yeah
1: and it's like dad brings them makes the money and yada yada yada. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good good, good. Very uh, very attentive of you. Thank
2: you. you. Thank you.
1: I just I have to say before we begin, I just I fall more and more in love with this show. It's very difficult to host the after show because I find this is the same problem I was having with Breaking Bad. I'm having a hard time enjoying the show because we have to do our work. You know, we're writing down our notes, right? But, like, you can't – it's hard. It stinks because – I just want to be able to enjoy it. I know,
2: I know. But the other thing is, is that I was thinking the exact same thing tonight because I sort of wanted to be in charge of the remote, but we can't, we have to, we can't stop it while we're watching because we've got time constraints, but, um... It, you know, I, it's, it's good for me to write down notes while I'm watching any show because then I think a little bit more about it. And so I'm a little more active in my watching than, uh, than if I were just watching. So Right. Well, you know,
1: that's not like
2: back in school
1: benefit. when we'd take notes. That's right. you take that's notes right. and you transcribe your notes yeah. and then you would really, you know, digest. Yeah. Tim, let me also say that the new lights really agree with the blue uh, eyes.
2: Oh, well, thank yeah, I
1: thank you. the Basra over on Dexter, same thing. Big blue eyes, but yours, like, they glisten.
2: Thank you. It, Thank you. They well, do make they adjusted. make everybody look pretty though. Very With nice. a, you know the blue in the background and all that. Yeah, everything. We're in love with our studio yeah, right now. <laughs> you look great. Yeah. Well, you had a lot to do with designing
1: it. All right, well let's let's get to it. So let's let's hope with Chalky. Mm. I mean, this guy is a just a great character, great Riveting actor. Riveting character.
2: Right? Riveting character, yeah.
1: He's amazing. And and we see um
2: well, one of the things that I w- sure, just wanted please, to say real please. quick was the contrast between uh, two episodes ago where he was in prison, right? Right. In, or in jail, I guess you would call it. Mm-hmm. In jail. And in jail, he was the man, you know? When, right. When, and, and all these guys had, well, all but one, had mm-hmm. uh, benefited from his, you know, stature, I guess you could yes. say. And then uh, in this episode, he really ha- was... Kind of his characters was really more coming from humility, uh, humiliation, and uh, and just the pain. And the kind of the opposite of that powerful guy that we were seeing two episodes ago, right? Right.
1: We're seeing yeah, that he's really troubled by the fact he's not educated. He's on the one. He's proud of the son. And, and, yes. And you can tell.
2: Because he provided that for him. He
1: did. And like the classic, at least the classic gangster, like the old mafia thing would be they didn't really like the children to be involved in the business. Right you know, they, it's like, you're too good for that. That's, that's right. like, that's for other people. And so I think he's proud of the fact that his son plays piano and they're very cultured, but at the same time, it it gets to him.
2: Sure, because it, seeing your child excel like that absolutely makes one have to look back at oneself. And that's, for him, a very painful situation. Feels right?
1: insecure. And then in comes the, the boyfriend, the daughter's boyfriend, who's Starting to be a doctor,
2: light skinned too. Did Ooh, you see how light yes. skinned? I mean, compared to everyone at the table, you everybody in the family yeah. really light skinned.
1: Yeah. And you, and yeah, and that definitely gets him. Where you know, Chalky is much more. He's he's dark complected, and even his clothing. Yes, is is very much more. Uh, what do they call from the rag era or the the, uh-huh. the hipster? Like yep. it's 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 much more street. Mm-hmm. If that's the right term,
2: not not as refined, right. as Some of the other things. Where you do. know,
1: even though it's a suit, it's not like you see his son, and now this this the boy that's courting his his daughter, daughter. and the, you can see the wife is very graceful and very educated,
2: right? Wearing her pearls, and
1: and by the way, like what I know you're going to know the answer to this, like what what is what is the dish? Hop and John.
2: Oh, it's um, I believe it's what's well, like a um ho- home food kind of thing, and I believe it's like um red beans and rice, something like that. It's a derivation of red beans and rice. I'm I'm pretty sure and he
1: specifically wanted that.
2: Yeah, and it's a definitely a southern food.
1: Did so, he want, Jesse? Did, do you have
2: something for us on that? No. Okay, sorry. I thought you were. I thought yeah. He I thought you he was in. chiming in. Yeah.
1: But do you think now that he wanted that to make a statement, or he just wanted it because he craved it, and then when he didn't get it? he felt emasculated. Well,
2: I think he was absolutely drunk and and I think Well, when he initially requested, me,
1: remember he he initially requested he said I, let's have hop and john.
2: He, before the dinner? Mhm. Oh, you know what? I missed that. Did. I he, didn't hear yeah. that part.
1: And so, anyway, but I was I'm wondering if it was just he craved it or if he was making a statement. I don't like know. Doctor, what do you think? I don't know. I don't know. I it mean, not because I, it, it works 50, either way. It works either way. Um if he is I think trying- I think when he heard that a doctor, what would be doctor, was coming, or even someone's quoting the doctor, daughter was one thing you could see unnerved him as a father, oh, yeah. and then the fact that it was an educated boy, I think it was definitely no. We will have this because mm-hmm. you know what, like, um, it's my house, right? And and uh, what control I have left, I'm gonna eg- exert. exert, and. We're gonna honor my way, which is which is the country food, uh, right? And and not the refined food or attitude. And then when the
2: when the, the duck came out, yeah, when
1: the duck came out, it it really it really touched a nerve. And you could see the way in the first scene before the the boyfriend came in, the son said something to him and gave him a little. The son gave him a little attitude, a little smirk. Yes,
2: he did. So
1: they're definitely.
2: <laughs> About the homework episode or the yes. homework incident, right at the breakfast. Daddy, table can you day? help
1: me with my homework? Yeah, and he's like, "No, your mom does that." Mm-hmm. And the son gave him a little like, mm-hmm, "Yeah, come on." Like you could, yeah, you could, Dad. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just not the guy to be, you know, God. And you know, just you see the frustration. So he, he, when you see him, and what a powerful line when he's like, "No, you stay here." Um, you know, I'm basically I'm the field nigger, so I'm going out to the fields. You people all stay in the house. He's out there. Carving the whittling. cane. Whittling mm. the cane. Is the cane to hit somebody with?
2: <laughs> Could be. I don't know. I
1: mean, I'm wondering if someone's, you know, or if it's just, uh, he's just... Re-
2: sort of a repetitive kind of yeah, just, getting his aggression out or his angst out. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. It, it's, it, again, it's just so great of a show, mm-hmm. I think, that...
2: Uh, you know, I wanted to ask you a question. When when uh, Chalky does the meeting where he speaks to you know, a few pillars of society. Oh, yeah, great that, that, that you seemed... brought
1: that up. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: was that, like, like the mini town council meeting, or were those— They
1: must have their own, like, the, the black people in that place must have their own, say, caucus. Right. And he is the mayor of, uh, let's say—
2: Or a representative, anyway, a very—
1: Of that, of, right. you know, symbolic right. mayor of, I was thinking, of that community.
2: Right, right. Right, because they were talking and, about like, civic issues, like, right? It's almost
1: like, again, I always bring it back to mafia stuff, but it's almost like the old Italian neighborhood. They would all go – they wouldn't go to the mayor of the town. They would go to the don Yeah. of the neighborhood. Sure. Well, and, who
2: has the more power? <laughs> right,
1: right, to help them. Sure. Because the mayor's not going to give a crap about no. a bunch of poor uh um Italians. Sure. Poor Dagos. And the same with the blacks. They're not going to get any justice. He's the only one that can give that to them. And – Everything's fine. It's just this nice little meeting. And the one guy at the end makes a compelling case for what he needs at work. And you see Chalky's like, I'm going to look into that. And I believe him. I don't think he's a fake politician. I agree. And then that really all it took was one lady to stand up and say, my husband's throat was slashed. What are you going to do about that? And then they all attacked him. And it was nice to see a guy like that who's so tough and scary be a little bit um, emasculated. Uh Like He didn't know what to say and he felt bad.
2: Yeah, a little bit humbled.
1: Yes, and it was great when he was talking with Nucky, and how much Nucky was making about money, and he had to tell him twice. It's just you know, it's not about the money, right? You know, right.
2: It, well, there was a there was a uh, a um, line that I had that I wrote down. Oh, right, Nucky said to Chalky. Just be a good boy. No, and you reacted no. to that I said, oh, my
1: God. Don't. And did you see his face. That's why this yes. actor is so amazing. Yes. It was just like you're calling me boy mm-hmm. and telling me to be a good boy. Right. And thank God it seemed like Nucky because sometimes Nucky says the wrong things, but I think his heart's in the right place. I do, too. He brought it back to like, listen, I know I'm mad, too, or whatever, but, oh, he struck a chord. He struck a chord yes, there. Indeed. That was just like, oh no, not the right thing to say. Anyway, it, I, I like where they're going with us. And um, as I said last week, there are shows that it seems like they give work to the understud, not the understudies, but the the supporting cast. Yes. And in a way that they're just trying to give them work, or <laughs> well, like the showrunner really likes yes. them, or the agents are fighting for them, or yes. the, whatever the case is. Some of the meaner shows, I think, do it. So they, the main characters have less power, contract time. Right. But what I see here is very organic, and I like it. I don't ever feel like, oh God, get me back to nothing. no,
2: never. I love well, because it because there are so many really rich characters here, and certain characters like Chalky. We have we haven't seen gangster movies about African Americans. Never. And and a couple, so,
1: they, they've they tried, and they just have kind of missed the mark.
2: Yeah, and so that's one of the reasons why I find him so compelling because this is a character I've not really gotten to spend any time with in, in other movies or in other TV shows. And so I, I really it. appreciate that about, about I'm a
1: little – the one dis- slightly disappointing thing is that he – although there is a um, there is a chalky character in, in real life, yeah. there was, yeah, he was a boxer, and they say he probably wouldn't have had any – the real historical figure probably wouldn't have had anything to do with these people.
2: But with the bootleggers, with Nucky and that, With sort of Nucky and them. Uh-huh. So
1: it's a little disappointing because I like, I, one of the things I love about the show is how they pull these real figures in. Yeah. But needless to say, uh, I we both love way, w- this actor. We love his backstory. Oh, and, and, and we're going to be seeing much, much more of it. Um, let's talk about Nucky and, and Margaret. Margaret. Very interesting there. What do you make of, he wants to give them bonuses. Uh Uh-huh. She's like... Tightening
2: the purse strings.
1: Which, you know, responsible wife. And then she said, well, no one did that for me. What I love about Nucky is he's like, okay, all the better for you to do it for them.
2: Either one, yeah.
1: And she's okay with it. But then I was a little bit confused when she addresses them. Yes. She says there's going to be cutbacks and your, your hours and whatnot. Yes. Do you think she just made that up so she could basically pocket their money?
2: Well, that just seems like a kind to make of her a f- stash. Foolish thing for her to do because it wouldn't be uh un- unlikely that Nucky would find that out. You know. So, uh but 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 that was my first inclination was she's pocket she's going to pocket the extra and just give them their you And know, of course by their- the end we
1: see that she is, she's creating a stash. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Just interesting, and she said, "You know, she's like they're gonna steal anyway." He's right. like, "And we're supposed to turn the other cheek?" He's like, "Cause that's what people do that's anyway. What people do that's what everybody does, yeah, including Nucky. me." He yeah, says, "Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which is he's hilarious." But it's that stash is is and I I feel like the stash isn't so much about her trying to run away from Nucky or her trying to do something bad to Nucky. I think that. When you get burnt like that in life and whatever she's been through, I mean, she's yeah. already been through a lot that we know of, but then we know there's a past, which we right. found out last week. Um, so it's almost like a Holocaust survivor. You're never, like they say a lot of the Holocaust survivors, never never feel like they have enough money, never, right. never secure enough, never are without fear. Always feel that any given moment of their life, someone can, a bunch of Nazis can open the door. Anyone can open the door, liquidate their savings and take them off to a camp. Mm-hmm. And... It's that burn victim mentality. It never yeah, goes it's a away. Trauma. So mm-hmm. she's definitely... I, I don't see her saving the money to necessarily hurt him or run away from him, but I think it's... she's Whatever happened in her past has affected her enough where she wants to have something if well, the shit hits the fan. Yeah, but one of the things
2: in this episode that I thought was really different was she... You know, clearly they're taking her on all kinds of emotional and psychological journeys mm-hmm. as far as the writing goes. Um, it, you know, she's she's gone from... Being a suffragette, you know, trying to get the women's vote, then to you know, losing her husband and having Nucky become her benefactor, then becoming his lover, then them breaking up and then her coming back again. And then for the last few episodes, she's just been, like you said, the dutiful wife, protecting him, grabbing his ledger when he was in trouble, you know, making sure the house is running smoothly and all of that kind of thing. And then in this episode, she was kind of all of a sudden, I mean, it felt sort of sudden for me that she was starting to shut down. She was Well, remember now, now
1: I know you didn't see all of, Last week. Oh, that's right. So I let's missed be fair. The like
2: the last so, 15 minutes so of last. Let week. me tell
1: you, Kitty, okay. Kitty, yes, the cute maid that yes, they're giving who some has the
2: hots for Slater.
1: Slater, and they're giving her some time Well they're doing it for a reason. Okay. They all she decided to sit with the help and get kind of tipsy with them. Oh, okay. And down in the basement okay. there, and there was an exchange, mm-hmm. and some things were revealed, and Kitty said to her, "Listen, I, I know, I think." I know you really. Your name is really Peggy, I believe it was Peggy. Listeners, if I'm wrong, please, I'm sorry. Um, But don't worry, your secret's safe with me. And she responds, "That will be all," and just sends her on her way. But I buy now that she's much more guarded
2: because she's realized that she's vulnerable.
1: Yes, and she's—I'm sure—thinking this through. Like, what do I do? Like, how do I? So I I buy that she's. She's getting more guarded, yes, and she's Uh backing off and she's rethinking strategy.
2: So we don't
1: know what she what. Something went down in Ireland, right? Which we'll find. Which is some kind of scandal,
2: right? And it also probably involves her siblings, which is why she said they've she's not spoken to them, but but then is looking for them. So there's yeah, there's a whole looks for them,
1: and you know one's dead, a couple are alive, but something's something's ajar, Mm -hmm. and and that's what's caused her this this change of attitude.
2: Well, and I think to a certain degree she was a re- she was reluctant in coming into uh, Nucky's world because on a moral ground she's sort of a- she's opposed to the the alcohol, and then you know she's a, a concubine basically, basically at the moment, and that's that could be a very difficult position to- for her to be in because she's been this strong woman. Who is a strong? And she is a
1: strong woman and she is a smart woman.
2: But in the time, it's hard to be very powerful yes. in that right. position. And so she's kind of going between uh, being a good partner and, and support for him to now remembering that she needs to take care of herself and right. her family. And there's a, there's just a lot going on for her. That she has to manage. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll see what happens. We know it's going to – that's why we love these characters. It's, it's very gray – um geez now I'm, I'm I'm trying to remember there was something else that
2: about margaret yeah
1: that she that that had happened in this episode that uh and i apologize well
2: in the very end you want did you want to get all the way to that in the very end where she says i need 200 or i need a hundred dollars i'm going to bed <laughs> right right
1: right right for the kids clothing and then we yeah. see it all yeah Which she was needs so, even it, more so
2: obvious it wasn't for the kids clothing
1: you know, okay, that's what it was. Okay. It, what were your thoughts on the prostitution, her reading the Right. Do you think that made her feel like a concubine? Like Maybe. Like someone's being used? I
2: think it was definitely because he even felt it. He said, look, I didn't sleep with any of these women. So that was sort of the feeling in the room that there must be some issue about the fact that they were prostitutes uh, because he felt he needed to defend himself. Right. But I, th- I think that's exactly it, that she was kind of going, no, wait a second. How am I different from those gals? Right. He and so pay. and so, it
1: almost was like she was already taking money from uh, the staff. I was like, no, now I'll take another hundred, yeah, just for yeah, that. Exactly. You know, like because I am a whore, me, yeah. I'm just going to take your money, right? Yeah, maybe that's really that's the tieback, right? Very interesting. Okay, going on to to the next thing, which is something you picked up was. This episode was all about faces. Yeah. T- tell us about the, the, the three different faces, which I found fascinating, and then we'll break down okay. one by one each one.
2: Okay. So the, we had the three three people in this episode who had uh, their faces affected. And what, just before we get into it, just talking again about layers, because you and I love to talk about layers on these dramas, mm-hmm. is, you know, losing face. The good dramas. Yes. Losing yes. face. Yes, genius. Um, and so we had uh, Richard – take off his mask and we really got to examine oh, his my face. Goodness. then we had the commodore whose half of his body had a stroke ha- half and of his, his body was paralyzed, paralyzed. Mm-hmm. and then in the very end the prohibition agent one of van alden's partners gets uh half exploded the is, yeah. and half of his face is burned Burnt. off and when you know when i saw it when the commodore and they were I, I, as we were watching the commodore do his scene they were focusing on the paralyzed side of his face and so i thought well that's Really means something. So I thought the the whole kind of theme of there's so much pride tied into our faces. Mm-hmm. Every you know we all have it. Uh, that's why the makeup industry is so huge and the surgery industry right. is yeah. so huge. Right. It's the thing that you present to the world. Um, the Chinese concept of saving face or losing face is incredibly important in Chinese culture.
1: And you know, it's so it's funny. There was some Chinese writing in one of the scenes I could see on one of the windows.
2: Oh, really? Very interesting that you said that. Yeah so uh, and through it uh psychologically, chalky was losing face with his family, mm-hmm. you know his status yeah. mm-hmm. he was losing face, whereas with his constituents with as it, well. and with his constituents, so there and that that concept um, and the
1: blindfold you know the one of the the uh, it was the mayor oh right. Bl- mayor of mayor is blindfolded and, and, and being chased around by all the dominatrices. dominatrices. mm hmm Crazy.
2: So I I saw that and I went, oh my gosh, you have to be kidding me! I know that this is. I, I just thought it was interesting that they didn't that they called the episode "What Does the Bee Do" as opposed to I, right else that they once went I like was watching this. right
1: something more on the nose with that.
2: Yeah. So starting off with Richard and Angie, you know,
1: you never know with, with coming off Breaking Bad's finale, yeah. which talk had, about
2: losing face. Well, had
1: that in the title, <laughs> maybe that's why. You never know.
2: Okay. Oh, maybe be. that's oh, could why be. they changed the
1: title because because usually they're more. You're right. The the title would have been
2: mm-hmm.
1: saving face, losing face. Something
2: uh, more Something tied more to thematic. it than,
1: than than what does the bee do? Right. So it's interesting. You never know. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was fascinating that you picked that up. So let's talk about Richard and Angie. Uh, I I love the character of Richard. He's he's oh, he's one of my favorites. So him, yeah. Nucky, and Chalky are like are yeah. my, my favorites on the show. And how well does he play it? This actor. And how much pain do you see the pain on his face when he'll ask questions? Almost, and he's almost always asking, like, what's it like to be normal? Normal. There's that subtext with almost everything he asks, have you been in love? Like, what, you know, and right? Don't you see the pain in his face when he asks? Yes. It's incredible. And yet we see Angie, who's really ignored by Jimmy. Jimmy, for all intents and purposes, is married to his mother. Right. They have the relationship. Oh, yeah. And. This woman is just cooking and cleaning and raising the kid. Is, yeah. And so we see where she would be able to have a really wonderful exchange with Richard, who's sensitive, and he's opening up to her.
2: Right, because they begin talking about art, and right. he had been to Paris. And, and has an remember, eye for it, yes. Paris was where her... Oh, that's right, her, where her, her um Kissing, lesbian kissing lover, partner. Kissing partner, the photo photo couple. couple went. They they moved to, him. and she was ready to run off with them to Paris. So he'd been in right. Paris, and you saw this little light go on in her eye. He, it was a went connection, right? And then he starts talking art, and it was it was a really beautiful conversation between them as he's talking about his very limited art knowledge. But he said, "I saw this one painter who did these landscapes, and it was fascinating." She said, "Well, he also did figures, and they have this great exchange." And then and,
1: and then she asked about uh, had he been in love, and he spoke about his sister, and his sister treated him like. When he came back sick, she gave him morphine, nursed him back to health, and treated him like she always had. Why did he shut down on her, the sister?
2: And then I never, I haven't seen her since. I haven't. Well, he, said, her he said, "He said then
1: I didn't. He said I didn't love. I, I couldn't love her back anymore, and I didn't see, couldn't see her in the same way." I.
2: Right. So, what do you make of that? Is it, is it because she I was, was... hoping you knew. <laughs> okay. Well, th- it could have been a couple of things. Once you're that vulnerable to someone, if they're caretaking you, it's impossible. It's not impossible. It's very difficult to go back to being normal in the future of being on sort of an equal level because the person who was damaged feels like they can never pay back the, oh, well, the debt. So that's one thing. I think that that's a definite possibility. Um, and it, it could also just be that he you know he didn't he, she was a twin didn't he say she was a twin I don't know but it would th- make sense I think he said she was his they were twins and so as we know from the twins that we've known and everybody's seen it yep. you know twins have that extra special bond and so maybe because he felt he was so damaged you know from his injuries that he couldn't be a support and and a loving you know person for her in her life that he had to leave
1: what did he say and I think that's it. And I think there's more to it to what you're saying that yeah. latter part.
2: Yeah.
1: Um and before I say that, what is what did he say to the butcher? He said uh, I put my nose where it didn't belong.
2: Yeah.
1: So how did you get that on your face? I put my nose where it where didn't it belong.
2: Just a kind of quippy funny way. Right. Uh that disarms other people, but also it was really telling, mm-hmm. right?
1: Very telling. And you know what I think? I feel like with that explosion, a part of him died. Sure. Inside. Sure. And he knew, he felt like he became a different person, a monster, like someone who could easily now just, and not just the accident, but war. It, mm-hmm. That's what did to Jimmy, right? Jimmy yep. said, I came back different. And maybe the the sister who's sweet and took care of him, and, and I've known this with people who are thugs, and they have like the mother who's an angel or the sister yes. who's an angel, yes. and they actually stay away. Because they don't want to pollute them. They don't
2: want to poison that person. Yeah, sure. they're
1: like, you're so pure and you're so amazing, yes. and I'm and I'm a monster. Like I don't, I don't have that love anymore because of what I've seen, all the killing, myself being maimed, and you're too good for mm-hmm. to have that around you anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what he was getting at. We see the connection enough where he 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 has such a great exchange with Angie where he actually takes off the the tin plate.
2: Wasn't that surprising to you?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. And, um, o- and only for her, he put it right back on as soon as Jimmy came. That's in.
2: right. Uh, one of the things I found fascinating about his the injured side of his face was, you know, he's so forlorn looking all the time. All the time. And, and and whenever he's having any kind of interpersonal reaction with somebody or uh, interaction with somebody, he he's he's always looking down. He rarely makes eye contact. Right. You know, only when it's absolutely required, especially if it's a woman. You know, he, he sort of spares them looking at him, right? Oh,
1: yeah. And
2: then when he took off the mask and revealed the injured side of his face, there's part of his mouth missing here. It almost made him look like he was smiling. smiling. I
1: think he was smiling. I do. I think he was, Tammy.
2: Wasn't that just yeah. extraordinary?
1: Extraordinary. I think he was smiling. And I'd like to think as an actor, you know, you can smile with your eyes. Yes. I believe he was in with his one eye.
2: And as, as weird as it sounds... It was beautiful. It was
1: beautiful, and I, and 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 he to me look he did look attractive, mm-hmm. you know. He really did. He did, and I and and, and to see him smile and to see him happy, I believe he looked attractive, and I'm sure Angie saw him as attractive as well.
2: Well, and when when they showed the drawing of him, she, I looked at it and I went, "That's a handsome man." Right. That was my first reaction yes, to that's it. Amazing. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, that is
1: incredible. And it so just, it
2: really has a lot to do with. Uh, her interpretation of him right. and his being. And so I mean, he's because he's not classically handsome by any stretch with this with this injury on his face, but but he's exuding this right. like uh, beauty, beauty,
1: and and the fact that you know the great kudos to hair makeup for I think for like nineteen ten or twenties to you know they wouldn't have had cosmetic surgery and literally there's. A hole in right. his eye socket. Yeah. you know, Today they probably would have built it up, then put it yep. in a glass eye, but yep. it's like, no, it's just like a burnt hole. Yeah. Um, I thought that was incredible that he basically, uh, the symbolic gesture of him revealing himself to her, yes. you know, his pouring out his soul, this is who I really am. Yes. Uh, and we haven't seen that in two seasons from him at all. You know, we've just seen this guy who kind of mumbles or whatever, and we see these little moments where
2: you know something else is there,
1: something else is there. He's he's de- he's very loyal to Jimmy, but then also he's loyal to Nucky. You Nucky know, has a family, and yeah. I know I will not kill him. You know, right? He, he stands up to Capone, and I don't know if you saw it last week. He has a great exchange with Slater.
2: I haven't seen that yet. He, saw, we saw like the first 15 minutes well, when and you then, see I'm it. Go he has a great it it's
1: like me. now Nucky's, strong, Nucky's new strong arm, Slater, who we know we we, we sense was. Very capable, and, and you'll see in that episode that he is, in fact, very capable of being Rocky's, Nucky's strong arm now that Jimmy's no longer there. Right. And we know Richard is an amazing strong arm for Jimmy, and they, two of them, have a confrontation. And Richard does, could have killed him and doesn't.
2: Uh-huh. Slater.
1: Slater. He uh-huh. could have killed Slater. And Slater's like, says it, you could have killed me and you didn't. So there's like a respect thing between them yeah. immediately. Yeah. And again, it's Richard being sensitive enough, sensitive enough to know. Right, because and and the way Slater spoke to him, but just watch the scene.
2: I will. For but sure.
1: it's great that there is more to this character, and we're going to keep seeing it. And I think he's going to be very integral in what goes on with our favorite characters. I just I hope he, they don't kill him. I hope he doesn't I hope because so I'd love too. him to make. I to I'd love to see him. Uh, I'd love to see more growth with him. More. Yeah. Um, moving on with our little face play, let's talk about Van Alden's. Boys are kind of on him.
2: Yeah. We know he's,
1: we know he's extorting money yep. uh, to take care of the mistress, to deliver that baby, to right. give the baby to the wife. It right. seems like the plan. Yeah. But it's interesting, in a time where all we've ever seen is corrupt cops, like he's the only super cop. Yes. We're seeing like two underlings that are actually on the up and up. Right. Being, oh, it seems like it. Right. And they're on to him. Like, wait, why are you... H- on, wh- hang on a minute. How it. come yeah. you're the only one handling the money? Right. And... This guy's putting two and two together. Mm -hmm. And little do we know that that putting that two and two together, well, they're going to um, go to Doyle's still.
2: Still, exactly.
1: And, of course, get half their face blown up. Yes. So it'll be interesting to see what happens later with them. And I know we skipped over New York. That's probably a good segue to go from uh, Doyle's place getting bombed. Yeah to you know Slater who built the bomb right to do it but we see we forgot to go over the power struggle between Philadelphia and New York And New York and of course um Nucky and Jimmy uh Nucky has to reach out to Honor Rothstein cuz yes. he's like I can't I can't move my liquor Honor Rothstein of course great businessman yeah says I'll have I'll help you out I'll have Lucky, Lucky Luciano and Mario Lansky handle it and they work out the percentages with this character called Waxy Gordon who actually, we'll have more research on him next week, but yeah. it was allegedly a true life gangster and a bootlegger. And he's going to do do the business and I, I love Arnold Rothstein, real life um, gangster and how much fear he puts into a young Mario Lansky and a young Lucky Luciano. Yeah. And the fact that they don't want to they don't want to do this, right? But they, of course, they have to, right? But they're afraid of him. Um, but then, on the other hand, Jimmy goes to his Philadelphia contacts and he meets a, a butcher named Horowitz, who I don't know if it's real if he's real or not. And, mm-hmm. and again, we'll, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out next week. Um, but he's going to do business with him mm-hmm. for Philadelphia, mm-hmm. so it's going to get very interesting.
2: Um. Yeah. The the int- You know, a Jewish butcher right think of being you know spiritual people of course you think of the you know catholics who most of the the not the irish but a lot of the irish, are irish Catholic, and a lot and catholics. of the towns of, catholics. of well you know you kind of look at that you sort of think of them as being sort of you know holy people and no they're gangsters too <laughs> oh yeah
1: oh yeah well it's funny how much how the Jewish guys and the Italians just worked so close together back in those days, you know, with with Meyer Lansky and and um, and Rothstein. Uh-huh. Uh, it's interesting though with Doyle because I believe he's a he's a, a real he's based on a real life character. I and believe I, so too. And I believe yes. in real in in real life that character did die. Um, I'm seeing it's see see. did. Yeah, he was murdered in 1931 in Atlantic City. So okay. so I think it's safe to say he won't have been blown up in that still.
2: That's right. <laughs> I think
1: just his stock will be.
2: Yeah.
1: Because I, I think they stick to, we were talking last week about it, but it seems like they play around with a lot, but the hard facts they, they don't mess around mm-hmm. with. I, mm-hmm. And I hope they don't, to be honest, because then they're going to, I think they're going to lose our, lose us.
2: Right, I, like you know, well, because I'm saying, there are certain that... things that you've learned in history class. Right, that if it's they not don't, gonna work. if they don't hit that. it's right. not going to make sense. Now, when you're talking about something like the Tudors or the Borgias, those HBO shows that are, are going way back in history, and some of the events are sort of open to interpretation because right. there wasn't. There's know, different historical interpretations. Exactly. There? Right. Uh, I think they can they can play a little fast and loose with that kind of stuff, but on shows like this, where it's recent history, you know, I do think they have to sort of stick to the to the facts that we do know and then the, where the fun comes in is creating characters who may not have existed who add extra right. life to the story With,
1: like Chalky White right. and whatnot but man yeah. I love i am being a history major I just love that they are bringing these characters in I know I, I, I'm being repetitive because I say it every week but I love seeing Luciano Lucky Luciano and, and Meyer Lansky and Al Capone mm-hmm. in their babe self
2: yes it's and almost like
1: watching Muppet Babies. It
2: is. It's a little or, like or the Flintstone
1: babies. kids. Yeah. It's like when they're like, "We've never seen this." Yeah. And and I know with Al Capone from history's always said he was just a brute and a thug. Hollywood painted made him more glamorous, but at the end they they just said he was just a dumb thug. Yeah. And this show paints him that way, and I love it.
2: He just killed indiscriminately. Yeah. He and he's just <laughs> a
1: he's just a dummy, kind of going along, you know, killing whoever he needs to to get what he needs. Yep. So I love it. Anyway, I love it. But let's get to the Commodore. And,
2: okay, yeah. And yes. Jillian,
1: speaking of your...
2: My faces. Faces. Concept, My yeah.
1: goodness. We open up. The Commodore is getting this kind of striptease show yeah. from Jillian. And I'm trying to figure out if she's being genuine with him uh, and, sed- and seductive or if she's not teasing him. In a way that's not so playful.
2: Well, before I think, his
1: stroke, I'm saying, yeah,
2: I think it's answered in the end. But in the beginning, it was it was not confusing, but it was there. There was sort of a line being walked. We kept saying, um, "Bring that
1: mouth over here," but you know, he just yeah. kept saying, "Let's get to the business. Let's have sex."
2: Right, exactly. And She was just, but if you'll and if you'll notice, part of the reason why she was doing a tease with him was because she was doing one of her characters, you Remember know, one her? of her right. show characters right. that he refuses to come see. Right. So she was doing a little, "I'll show you." You know, with that, with kind of this is one of my characters. You never come to see me, and he's going, "Let's have sex." And she's like, "No, I'm going to stand over here and show you my booty." And-
1: right, and and she tells a story about
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Diana and the and shepherds the- and mm-hmm. how what was it that the sh- the um
2: her her naked beauty. They weren't supposed to gaze upon her naked beauty.
1: Right, and then didn't the shepherds like devour like.
2: Well, one of them did watch her, you know, see her in her her naked beauty, and she turned him into a stag.
1: Right. Uh, so. So yeah. it's one of those so Greek the, myths. And they, and of course, a great metaphor for it. we're going to see later in the show where he has this stroke, and she has turned him into a stag, yeah, so to speak. And now his half, his face is paralyzed, and speaking to all the other things about faces, mm-hmm. and uh, she's taking care of him. She says no. He needs to stay home and be with his family.
2: And she seems like she's coming from sweetness and light, right?
1: But I didn't think so. Oh, I you felt, didn't. Did felt, you see it? Coming? I didn't know. No, I didn't know she was going to do what she did. But I felt like at first I said, "Well, she's kind of gangster smart, right?" Or at least I thought she oh, was. Yeah. Where she'd say, "Geez, we don't want the public knowing he's down because then that's when the enemies all move forward." Sure. So we want to hide that from everyone, but that's. But then she would have said that. She would have said that to Jimmy, like, and to the other guy, Eli. No, no, no. We have to keep this off the radar. Nobody. Right. That's not what she said, and it made it made me think like, wait a second here, like something's up. Maybe, maybe she does want to torture him.
2: Mm. She
1: wants to punish him, See, or, or at least be in control.
2: Right. I just thought she was being the smart. Partner. I thought so too but I think she would and have then, said
1: she would have said to them no we don't want anyone to see him No I think you're vulnerable. right in
2: retrospect but I didn't I wasn't that clever when we were watching. <laughs> no it's fine I wasn't
1: I missed a lot of stuff this episode too. Um and then she starts asking him so when you did this when what we were first you think met. Do you And it, you know it's funny I think and again I think it's such good writing because from what I understand with a lot of um victims of of rape and You know, those kind of abuses, I I feel like, from what I understand, a lot of the victims want to confront. One of the things they want so badly is to confront their oppressor. Sure, sure. Jeez, it was like that one, I know it was one documentary about this Catholic priest that had molested so many people and the characters... Or the people in the victims. documentary of victims just so badly wanted to confront him, and he was gonna let them. And then at the end, he like slipped away to Ireland and just kind of robbed them of their moment. I
2: remember that. And
1: it seems like it's something that most carry with them. They might not have the courage to do it, and then if they have the courage, the perps are so so such psychotic motherfuckers mm-hmm. that they don't let them. Right. They don't give them that. Right. And sometimes it's just all they need. And
2: right because they don't, because they need to have a voice. They, they, you know, in being it. becoming a victim, they have, they didn't have a voice to, to take I, care of themselves. You said, and I put,
1: so, you, you put your hand over my literally mouth. Literally didn't have a voice. Yes. Right. And then just hands all over me. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I was thinking of waves and how calm it was. And then I, you know, basically I was violated and yada, yada, yada. Um, so she gets this out of her system. And then, oh my goodness.
2: Just beating the living daylights out of him. Beat
1: the daylight out of him. I mean, our jaws were like, oh, my God.
2: It was really, and when they did the the back shot of her, I mean, she she wasn't just smacking him a bunch of times. She was full on, as full extension, as far back as she could get, just hitting him. So that clearly is some rage and some retaliation. Perhaps that has been built up in her in a long time. I I
1: always, yeah, I always was like weird about the fact that she didn't take Nucky's side, you know, originally, because I knew that she was a smart girl and that she was aware enough to know Nucky's your real dad looking out for you. And this guy is a rapist. He's a scumbag.
2: Pedophile. But
1: then, right. And then she, she went, ended up going back, being back with him, which I thought was weird but I buy. I guess on the one hand, like she sees the money and like on the power, and that's good for the son. Right? And then I think also, I don't know. Is it one of those things like where isn't there some kind of syndrome where I you know like parents who abuse the children, the children kind of like bond with the parents it's or because, cling to them
2: because it's what you know you don't know any right. better. And to a certain degree, someone who's be, who's been a victim uh, gets gets uh, damaged so deeply inside that they think that that's all they deserve. And so they go back to what they know and what they think they deserve because they're a bad person. I must have done something to bring this on myself or I must have participated in some way if they can even verbalize that. What's
1: also interesting, Tammy, is that she keeps saying, Jimmy, you're so much like your father. You look just like your father. Then she's telling him, the Commodore, the same thing. Yeah. Lewis, he looks just like you. He's Mm -hmm. so much like you. And we see, you know, she's... So incestuous with the – I mean, their relationship is just ridiculous. So what do you make of that? Is it passive – will there be passive-aggressive behavior with Jimmy because she sees Lewis in him? Could
2: be. It also might just be that they're trying to – she's trying to take the power that the Commodore has and give it to Jimmy potentially does we that take make sense the, yeah
1: take the good out of it
2: right exactly and, and sort so she's of just be saying the like, conduit to pass it along i don't know i mean that might be a little far reaching but, but that's this, sort of what you know and, and
1: again which i find is very good writing is you know a, a lot of victims of that kind of abuse have troubled relationships mm-hmm. with their partners mm-hmm. with their siblings with their because of that it's just all sure. kind of Messed up because that's up. that's what their understanding their understanding of love has just been yeah. completely shattered and twisted. So wow! But just to go out on that and him getting just beat and beat and beat and uh, I, I'm I'm a little surprised in in one respect with with the episode, and I loved it, but I'm surprised that Nuck, some of Nucky's some of Nucky's uh, opposers are kind of falling a little faster than I thought. Yeah. I, th- I figured this would go all season. Yeah.
2: You
1: know, he's already... We see Nucky's already turning his case around. Yep. In terms of, um, you know, now making this a federal offense where our good friend, the right. Attorney General, oh, and, our personal friend, Chris McDonald, can come in. Oh, our
2: personal friend, Chris McDonald, the AG. Yeah, yeah
1: and good. he can maybe bail out... Uh, he can bail him out. I'm just... It's interesting that they're already making the twist, but... Um, We'll talk about next week. Maybe that's yeah. not the case. Maybe the yeah. pendulum will swing back. It seems like Nucky's regaining ground. Yeah. And I'm just a little surprised. I thought this would be more toward the end. And I'm not saying I, I just, I love the episode, so I'm fine with it. I'm just a little surprised. Just, Maybe let's they've go got to,
2: big places to go that you don't know about. Uh,
1: I mean, yeah. with all those characters, I I'm know. sure they do. Jess, let's go to commercial, and we'll come back and do predictions.
0: The biggest new media platform on the web just got bigger. More bandwidth, smoother streaming, lightning, fast downloads. And get technical with me. After Buzz TV is making the jump to hyperspace. Really ready. Join the fun at your number one source for after-show entertainment. Look at the size of that thing. After Buzz TV.
2: Oh, we're back. Yeah. I, if, before we go to predictions, can I just tell you yeah, one please. thing, That two things that I learned. Um... Uh, you know that keep
1: that theme going because we were talking about that when oh right when, that's one of the right, first things we were going to talk
2: about okay two things uh, the Ken Burns uh, miniseries on Prohibition came out last week did you watch Ooh, any of it no okay two things it's I amazing. learned from it that I thought were fascinating and I just real quickly wanted to share them one was in the beginning of the uh, at, um, not abstinence movement what's it called the the you know the what was it called? The Abstinence Movement, where people were trying to get the Nineteenth Amendment passed to to prohibit liquor. Right. right. So there were some people who were on the side of total abstinence, and then there were other people who wanted to preach moderation. And so there was kind of a split in the group of voters who were trying to get this amendment passed and trying to figure it all out. And so one of the um, one of the concepts that were coming up were: Are you an abstinence? Or you, are you for total abstinence? And are you a moderation person, or are you for total abstinence? And those people would talk about capital T total abstinence, and they were called the teetotalers, and ah. that's where that term comes from. We all thought it was from drinking tea, right? It's not. It's no. capital T total abstinence. Teetotalers.
1: So, and, and, and but I had okay. So then I had thought tea, a teetotal was someone who just sipped their.
2: That's right. Okay. Yeah, someone who so, does not uh, does not drink liquor at all.
1: So, so that oh, so that, okay. So, someone who
2: totally abstains with a capital T. Is a
1: teetotaler. Is a teetotaler. Oh, I thought a teetotaler was somebody who just drank just a tiny bit. No, mm-mm. teetotaler. Teetotaler
2: is... is somebody who drinks oh, no, none, at all. Very so good, that's Tamar. the derivation of that. Very term. nice. And then there's one other real so, quick one that is, um, I, I believe it was Massachusetts where abstinence, where the where prohibition first began, um, there were guys who would carry. Uh, bottles of liquor under their pant leg and then walk around on the street they'd have a hose that went from the bottled liquor in their pant leg up through their uh, sleeve and then you could walk up to them and give them you know money and they'd let you take a drink off of the bottle in their boot Boot. leg hence bootleggers very nice, and of there course, you go. Our So home Those are just a couple quick pancakes. ones there for you. And
1: by
0: the way, nice shout out. Plus TV exclusive.
2: Not really; I borrowed it from Ken Burns. No, but, but anyway, you know.
1: no, but it's great. I'm going to check out. I mean, I'm a fan of Ken Burns anyway, but I'll have to you see this see it. now. It's, yeah, it's I'm riveting. sure. It's So, riveting. fans of Boardwalk, yeah. uh, check out the check Ken out Burns the documentary. And just real quick, we would—I don't know how it came up—we started talking about the theme song to this show, which I've always loved. But uh, John Cummerford, host of many After Buzz shows, was saying he was confused by it because we have. So so many uh, 20s songs in this, and, right. and even before the 20s, 1920s, sure, sure, sure. and
2: and music is such a big part of this show. Yes. we spent a lot and of time. So at we Babette's. have kind
1: of a modern song. I mean, it has some retro stuff. but oh, there's mean, like
2: steel guitars. It's almost like Beach Boys to me in certain places, and then I, it, it has obviously it's totally modern. Has nothing to do with uh, that well, time. You know,
1: as we evolve with the show, we should get closer to the. Um, Producers, producers to find so out yeah because i i didn't i i'm i was just drinking the kool-aid yeah you like, were. Oh, woo, I, yeah great. i'm like it's great but then when you guys said it, they go wow that makes sense it's interesting i mean now i love it because it's ingrained in my yes. brain and it's like the trademark but it's interesting um quick because we are we are yeah, we are over a, time yeah. we are over time what what's predictions for next week your after
0: buzz tv predictions Really uh, give me
1: back uh, my I mean we yeah need no more. that tell, tell sir richard that tell one does work Tell sir richard that
2: one did not no it did not inspire I like weirdo
1: one no we we
0: have something special in the works okay okay all right, okay. All
2: right. we're getting new sound bites and right, interstitials and things like that so we're trying some of them out um next week well uh, we saw, I, it, it was kind of frenetic and we were running out to make sure we got here. Classic HBO, just to could.
1: try to confuse you. You know, they, like it goes back to the Sopranos, those last few years of the Sopranos never quite makes a lot of sense. Right. So. Well,
2: I think we're going to see some growth from Margaret, Margaret in the next episode. That's what I'm looking for. Um, and maybe, and maybe seeing her not be quite so, um, proper and maybe start to cross over to the dark side a little bit.
1: Interesting. Okay, and what, what I think what we're going to see is, I think the war between Jimmy and Nucky is going to be stepped up. Okay, it's going to be stepped up. So okay. on that note, Jess, so uh, we, we want to talk
2: about our Twitter, Twitter. Oh accounts, yes, yeah. Right? Shout
1: out on your Twitter.
2: Uh, I'm Tamara Jewelry. Also, my website's Tamara Central. T a m a r a c e n t r a l. That's my website dot com or T a m a r a J e w e l r y on Twitter. Tamara Jewelry.
1: Tamara Jewelry. And And I'm um, I'm at Undergaro U N D E R
2: G A R O. Thanks for joining us, and thank you, Kevin. This was fun. This is the first time we've done just one on one. I think that's all we have to keep it. 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 Everyone's out. Yeah, we're kicking them all out. Just us. Just you and me, baby. That's it. Okay. See you next week. Bye. Bye.
0: From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network.